I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. What you eating today, Isaac Harris? Oh, man. I want to eat some some ham, because I like ham more than turkey. Uh, <laughs> Worst take I, you ever had. I'm going to eat some stuffing. Which we learned is different than dressing. We did. It's we not did. called different things. They're literally different foods. Dressing is a cornmeal-based and and stuffing is a bread based. Yes, yeah, something along those lines. That's what we learned. That's what we learned. I uh, I have to have some mashed potatoes. It's like have my favorite to food. I might eat some of those tonight. Mac and cheese. I debated on like cooking some tonight, but I was like, oh. no, it's just save it. Just save it, save it. But I actually have a question, a parenting question that we can debate together. Ooh, Barb and I. Oh. Dang. Uh, well, my wife and I, we had, uh, we had, we had a conversation tonight with our young three-month-old son, and it is almost four months. How should you, def- how should you decide their sports allegiance growing Ooh, up? Should you? Tough. And I tweeted this out, and there's a lot of this like, a lot of back and forth on this from people. And I use the word control, and somebody was like, "Oh, you shouldn't use control." So, so you can take, you can take. One of several approaches. Let, let me give you my options. On yeah, the tweet, you can take the you, Bill, you can take the Bill Simmons approach, where it's like, <laughs> like you grew up somewhere, and so you have allegiances, and you're like, my kids are following my allegiances no matter what, even if we lived completely on the opposite side of the country. <laughs> you know. Yes. So it's like here's the, here's the options. You control it all. You tell them exactly yeah. who they have to like, Which and there is right. no other options. Then there is the completely other end of the spectrum saying you know what you get to choose every child gets to choose whatever they want so there's that end of the spectrum i hover in the middle and we're still debating on this of saying you know what would i like them to i'll use the mavericks would i or no not the mavericks um let's just do uh, let's do north carolina because i love the tar heels would i like them to be a tar heels fan absolutely I will, but if they want to be a fan of the University of Louisville or a Texas A&M fan, you know what? Okay, whatever floats your boat. The only thing I will control is who, who you cannot like, <laughs> and that is the Duke, Duke Blue Devils. So I can control like there's a certain amount of teams that I hate that you cannot be fans of, but there are plenty of other ones. Like you cannot be a Steelers fan, but if you want to be a Dolphins fan, sure, bro, I'll buy you a Dolphins hat. But I'm not going to buy you a Steelers jersey. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> I get it. Uh, tweet us at Nick Van Exit at Isaac L. Harris. Actually, just tweet at, at Isaac L. Harris. Tell him how he should how he should parent his son into uh, becoming I had a sports a lot fan. Of, a lot of mixed reaction to this of let the child choose because a rivalry is fun. I was like, okay. Oh, I yeah. Can, house divided. Cool. You get all that house divided gear. Yes, but then I saw another guy was like, "Hey, I'm old school. Like this is like what you, this is family. You a lot of people were saying, "Hey, you just have a passion for your team and it'll rub off on your kid." Um, the, 
there's it's all over the spectrum. So I'm leaning towards that of saying, hey, I want you to be a Mavericks fan, but if you want to be a Kings fan, cool, you're never going to be happy, but you can never be a LeBron fan. You see what I'm saying? Wow, you're holding him back from the best player on planet Earth. <laughs> uh, LeBron will, I don't know. He'll be, be, he'll be gone by then. He'll be a director in a movie chair at that point. All right, today what we're going to talk about is the Mavericks versus Brooklyn Nets game. We are uh, going to get into that. And uh, that's kind of it today on this Thanksgiving Thursday. And uh, tomorrow I'm recording with All Things Mavs, and we're doing a Fan Pulse Friday, so we'll get all kinds of fan reactions and what fans are thinking. And uh, all right, let's start with this game. Harrison Barnes. is good. He's good. He's a chucker, but he's good. Get, get off of him, Nick. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like the only one defending him like four games ago. I defend, you know, I defend, I'll defend until the death. Okay. So, <laughs> yeah, I won't tell them how many fake trades you put him in over the, <laughs> over this week, though. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true. Shh. <laughs> uh, but no, I mean, I, I, I obviously defend Harrison and I realize also because I've a little bit got to know him over the past couple of years. So I'd feel like, I feel obligated to always defend wow, so you're him. Biased. I am biased with him. Yes, yes. Um, because he is the prototypical. Oh, I don't want to go down that road. Like he is what you would want to be in a professional athlete, as far as like yes. who you would want your kid to look up to and what he does off the court and just who the person he is. Like there's so much stuff. So but, we've answered one. We've answered one question. He has to be a Harrison Barnes fan. Yes, he has to be a Harrison <laughs> Barnes. Fan. And like my, I, I've always liked him. I have a, a Harrison Barnes player tee from like North Carolina that I used to like wear as in like all this different stuff. Wow. Shout out to uh, supporting the athlete. Wow. I bet he got a lot of money from those. That's true, bro. So Harrison Barnes was good tonight. He had 28 points, five rebounds. Uh, He was 10 of 20 from the field, took 20 shots, which is kind of amazing, but he had 10 of them and he was five of eight from the, from three, which is awesome. Uh, 62 and a half percent there. And then he was three of three from the free throw line, hit all of his threes, only turned over, um, or hit all of his free throws. Only turned over one time at a steal. He was minus three, but he had some big. He had some buckets down the stretch that uh, really helped this Mavericks team win in 35 minutes. So I mean, that's that's a good night, and that's kind of what you want from Harrison Barnes because what we talked about in the last game, when uh, you know he's not hitting his shots, he's not doing anything else. Well, at least he's hitting his shots. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you have to you have to get that from Harrison Barnes. If you don't, then you're kind of sitting there wondering like, what else am I getting? You know. But you also have to ask yourself of if Harrison doesn't score, who else will besides Luca? It's a good point. Well, tonight, like that's, tonight the answer was Devin Harrison, JJ Barea, even <laughs> yeah, though Harrison yeah, yeah. Barnes did score. Like that's why I like Kirk is super fun. Kirk Serious Face is super fun. Your fellow uh, blog writer, blog partner, boy, um, yes, at Mavs, Mavs Moneyball. I wouldn't really go after a guy on Twitter uh, when he had the best game in a win. Um, or the most points uh, in a win, it's bold, but uh, but I would like I understand people coming out for Harrison after the Memphis game, but uh, outside of him, there's a lot of crickets tonight of all the people that were trashing him the other night. Now it's like, oh, cool, he helped us win, great Harrison, and yeah, the pendulum swings on Harrison all the time. Oh, it does, and that's that's the whole idea of being a fan. It it does swing like that. You can't you can't hold fans not for accountable. everyone though. Not for every player, though. What do you, well, I mean, uh, sure, yeah, but it, it swings for lots of players. Yeah, I guess so. 
It's wings for Alonzo Ball like every single possession. <laughs> He's awesome. He's terrible. He he airwalled a mid-range shot. Oh, look at this defense. It's like all over the Dennis Smith Jr. It swings like it feels like every single half quarter. Oh, that's that's swung. No. Speaking of Dennis Smith Jr., he only played uh just under 19 minutes tonight. He was two of three from the floor. One of them was that awesome dunk. Uh he had two assists, two turnovers, four four points, obviously, and he was minus three for the game. Uh, after the game, so so Dennis's minutes were very weird. Obviously, nineteen minutes and uh, for your, um, nineteen minutes for your you know first, first round pick guard and all this stuff. Uh, that's not something that you you want. I mean, in leading up to it, he was questionable heading into the game. But yes, him and JJ, him and JJ Barrett were both questionable. Wes that's Matthews the, is out yeah. out this game. Um, but he was quite, and Dwight Powell was out the, out this game too. Yep. But JJ and Dennis was questionable heading into it. It was because of Dennis's wrist. He ends up playing, so they end up playing. You're like, okay, he's good to go. He starts off the game amazing. Like I thought he's playing great. Like he had some awesome passes to Barnes on uh, on the outside. Like he was driving. He had that monster dunk on Ed Davis, which was a poster. Like I thought he started off playing great, and yeah. Yeah, so he starts off playing well, but the uh, the wrist apparently was was actually bothering him. After the game, Rick Carlisle comes out and says that he can't shoot. Uh, with out of context, that just sounds like he just can't shoot. But, but I think <laughs> the context of the question was, you know, did the injury affect Dennis Smith Jr.'s play tonight? And he said, yeah, he can't shoot. So uh, that's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem when when Dennis you know can't shoot and that's his thing. Uh, Isaac, let's take a break. When we come back. I got a stat for you. Isaac Harris. I'm ready. Now, it was semi-coincidental tonight Uh because he was held back. His minutes were held back because of that injury. But when Dennis Smith Jr. plays less than 28 minutes, the Mavericks are 6-3. and Hmm. Actually, the Mavericks are – I'm going to – yeah, the Mavericks are six and three. When yeah. he plays more than twenty, is that count? Is that counting? Is that counting tonight? Counting game? tonight's game because of the injury. When Dennis Smith Jr. plays more than twenty-eight minutes, the Mavericks are two and five. Interesting. Interesting. Interesting stat. I think maybe some of it is due to the fact that when the Mavericks are winning, the bench plays more often. But I just also think that we've we've talked a lot about Dennis's minutes. And, uh, yeah, just an interesting stat. I'm just throwing it out there. I, just, I shall reserve further comment. Just throwing it out there. All right. Uh, uh, no, well, I just want to say, like, that was, for a lot of fans, that was, I know they talked, uh, I think Skin and them talked about on the broadcast some, and people knew about the risk heading into the game. But it was just weird because he didn't come back into the game for the longest time in the second half. And, and then, you know, J.J. was out there. And then they brought him in at the end of the fourth for, like, the final, like, four or five minutes. And, I don't. I don't know. It, it is kind of weird if he can't shoot a three. Rick Carlos said after the game he can't shoot a three. Like he just couldn't shoot a three at all. Like, yeah, like physically. Yeah, that that's just kind of like I don't know. It's kind of weird that you're that you you know you throw a guy out there and he can't shoot it. Um, but you know, it worked. So they won. We've been floating this around, and uh, this was this was my idea that uh, the Mavericks. The Mavericks don't really do this. The Mavericks, the, Ma- the Mavericks have been very cautious with lots of injuries. And 
it's weird that they would do this. Now, Dennis had the, the weird injury thing at the beginning of the season. Remember when he was like, you know, I want to I want to go back in, don't, you know, don't want to come back in, all that stuff when he was back and forth. I can't remember what game that was, but it was an early game and where it looked, there's video where it looked like Dennis Jr. looked to Carlisle and was like, hey, I want to come out. It's, it's very weird for the Mavericks to um, play somebody, like Isaac just said, when they are injured and can't shoot. Like that, like, he is that's he's very held back at that point, especially when you have a Jalen Brunson, you have a JJ Bray, you have a Devin Harris, like you have guys that can replace him. And it's not like you're, you know, dying to have Dennis Smith Jr. out there. It's just, it's odd. I'm, I'm putting a little tinfoil hat on, but it's a little bit weird that they're using this and uh, that he's still playing out there. Maybe Dennis came up, came to Rick Carlisle and was like, I'm playing. You know, Rick Carlisle was like, you can sit out if you want to, gave him the option. Maybe they did that. Uh, we don't know. That's that's the inner workings that you know we won't know, and unless there's good reporting on it, we'll never know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When you look at it through a microscope of hey, the Mavericks normally don't play uh, guys that are um, hurt, or at least somebody that you know your starting point guard who can't uh, shoot a three uh, by Rick Carlisle's uh, quote, and uh, he still plays. They, you know, I wouldn't say they typically do that, but they chose to do that tonight, and. Apparently, um, that played into his um, lack of minutes of the fact that he could not physically shoot a three because of the wrist injury. Just feels a little fishy to me, Isaac Harris. Just feels just feels a little fishy. All right. Next subject. Yeah, moving, so, yeah, Matt. moving on from that. Um, Harris, so Harrison Barnes was good in this game. Dennis Jr. sort of had a pass in this game. We got some we got some solid measure in this game finally. Uh shout out to Solid Measure and Ryan Brokoff in the first half. Getting some like, minutes. Solo with, Solo with 16 minutes 50 seconds. Uh he had two points, five boards, two assists and uh, a block, at least one block. And he was plus 9. Just a a great stretch for him. That actually kind of surprised me in the plus nine because he just got absolutely manhandled by Ed Davis, <laughs> and uh, Ed Davis is on the classic. I, we need to. We will take a podcast, okay, and we will we will create the rotation roster of all time role playing Mavs killers. It's a good idea. That's a because, good idea for like the Christmas break. Yes, because I have three automatic, and that's DJ Augustine, CJ Miles, and Ed Davis. Those three right there, yeah, uh, those are locked in right there. But anyway, Ed Davis is just killing it. Salah came in right after Salah came in. Brokoff came in, and it wasn't just like end of the half minutes. You're like, whoa, like this is surprising. <laughs> uh, some random uh, minutes for these guys. Some people were tweeting out and saying, why Salah over Maxi? You have to remember, and I even put this in my story and I've tweeted out on Maxi. The Mavs view him as a four. They like him as a four. Rick has in said that, yes, in their system. Rick has said that, hey, he can play the five, uh, but he's played majority of the four. So when they take DeAndre out, even though all of us, myself, and I'm assuming Nick too, yes. believe that he can play the five, and I think he would be perfectly fine at the five. The Mavericks obviously are more comfortable with Maxi at the four, so therefore they chose to put Salah in uh, in that Dwight Powell type of role. So it, I don't, I didn't take anything towards Maxi. I've seen some different tweets tonight saying, "Oh wow, Salah's passed up Maxi on the you know depth chart, different stuff like that." I'm like, ah, I no, wouldn't do it like that. It's no, it's just no. a type of role that they were going for. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. Um, I just got a notification that your boy. Vince Carter became the 22nd player to reach 25,000 points 
with a dunk against the Raptors. I saw the highlight. How perfect. I, I, I got emotional. Was it I in Toronto? To my, uh, no. It was in Atlanta, I think. Oh, that's sad. But still. I think it was at home. But still. I can't remember. I don't know. Um, my heart, I, it was a moment for me to tell my son, listen, this is one player you have to love because <laughs> Vince will definitely still be playing uh, <laughs> when you're 10. <laughs> Uh, 14, just, we one, 14 points tonight. Anyway, okay, continue. We never really, we never really point out specific plays that happen during the game outside of like uh, just crazy highlights or at the end of games. Yeah, sometimes we do. But one of my – this is literally one of my favorite plays in the entire season. Uh, Luca had the ball at the top of the key. He does this like crossover move and is used to pick. Joe Harris is guarding him, used to pick with DeAndre Jordan. He went around DeAndre and he jumps up in the air. And we all know that Luca is not Michael Jordan with hang time, but he How jumps up in the you? air and it, and it felt like he hung in the air forever. And I swear it was like Aaron Rodgers making like three different reads of passes. And at the last moment while he's in the air, he throws this bullet pass two handed straight to the rim in which Maxi Maxi catches it and dunks it in. It was a great catch by by Maxi too. An awesome pass by Luca. I think Bleacher Report, different people tweet out videos of it. I know I did a gif. I know the Mavericks like it was just an incredible play and I don't there was this I don't know. For some reason I just really it was one of my favorite plays of the season. Obviously I love you know Luca and Maxi, but it was just a great, great find by by Luca first of all, and it was like the last read of his pass and great catch and everything. So there's also the uh, the foul on uh, Luca coming off the screen in which he made the shot and then fell down on the floor, and he's like, it's like he is flying like Superman, and he puts his arms out. He became a meme. Everybody was memeing it up. <laughs> And he puts his arms out. He's fouled. He's laying on the ground, and his arms are out, holding the Dirk three fingers up on both sides, just like looking around, laying on his stomach. Um, <laughs> in which the refs were no fun. They took the basket away. Oh but come on, refs! It was a it was a really fun gift moment. By the way, we don't complain about the refs very much, but can Luka Doncic like can we pay somebody for Luka Doncic to get a foul call? Are we okay? Are we at the point to where it's worse than Dennis last year? Yes. Or is that just us? Because Luca actually deserves these. Like Dennis, we were we were like, man, can can Dennis actually get a foul? He avoids contact a lot. You know, it was those things. Luca is literally these are like off ball fouls. These are not like Luca with the ball like driving. These are you know that Jer- that Jared Allen like pick in the fourth quarter, like late in the fourth oh, quarter yeah. oh, when Luca like, when Luca's like head like line. flung back and he landed on the ground. Like okay, he, there's a little sell job in there, of course. But you don't smash your head against the ground if you know, on a yeah. flop. You know you like protect your head. <laughs> it's the normal human reaction to do that. Um. So yeah, Jared Allen definitely threw it out. Uh, Joe Harris fouled out, which you know on a foul against Luca, which should have happened probably a while before that because Joe Harris was grabbing Luca's arm anytime he could get a chance. Oh, he tried so hard tonight. I felt bad for him. I mean, they were just picking on him. Luca just yeah. There was a there was also a play at one point it didn't work out, but this just gives you it defines the fun and entertainment aspect of Luca and the fact that he's nineteen and he's just pushing his limits with Rick Carlisle. But he he has the ball 
and or there's like a loose ball on uh, uh, Brooklyn's side of the court. There's a loose ball. It goes up in the air. DeAndre jumps up and catches it and throws it behind the back in midair. Like he jumps up, catches it, and goes behind the back. The crowd goes whoa, like hollering of, <coughs> of the pass. Luca gets the ball, and you can already tell it's like going to be a fast break. It's going to be a highlight if something can happen on Sports Center. DeAndre's running up behind him. Luca goes in and throws this, I mean, 98 miles mile an hour fastball off the backboard. Just launches it off the backboard, <laughs> wanting DeAndre to catch it and dunk it over everybody. And it like it didn't even get close. But just the fact that Luca <coughs> was aware of it and he heard the crowd roar and he knew that this was going to be a highlight and he went for it because this would have been clearly number one tonight on Sports Center if he pulled it off the full play. And, uh, yeah, it didn't even get close. But that just, yes. Rick Carlisle uh, probably had frustration brewing inside of him. Uh, but When does Rick Carlisle not have frustration brewing That is very him? true. We've only seen him smile like four times in three years. I'm trying to think of those times. <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I see, have uh, have no clue. We I would like the story of the game. I mean, Harris, besides Harrison Barnes. Yeah, let's, let's take a break and then we'll talk about the story of the game. All right, Isaac, the story of the game was well, Alan Crabb going off like a maniac he and then missing his, a shot at the end. He is the Nets West version of West Matthews. He put in a bid uh, to be on, to get a bench spot on the random role player Mavs team. Um, I feel like if Alec has to be a body have, of work though. It can't just be one. That's game. true. That's true. It can't be Alec Peters. But I he, feel like he has to have a starting spot. I, that's one game. I do not care. That that is a big, big game. Anyway, <laughs> I feel like if Alan Crabb didn't have the contract he had, people would view him differently. I feel like they he's did. A decent player. They did before yeah. he got the contract. No, people did Portland. view him that way. Yeah. I feel like uh, yeah. But anyway, because um, he hit seven threes tonight. <laughs> I don't forgot what I was going to say. Oh no, the, the story, story of the game. game. Yeah, the story of the game is Devin Harris. I mean, oh heck yeah. I mean, it's just season high. He had, he had 18 points. Really, you can say just him and JJ together as Nick yeah. coined them. The the ice yeah climbers. the ice climbers. JJ JJ <laughs> JJ Harris and Devin Berea. They uh, 18 points each for them. JJ Berea had seven had <laughs> I seven. Ass- you, I love that you said JJ Harris and Devin Berea. <laughs> seven seven assists. <laughs> Uh, Devin Harris had four steals, three rebounds, 18 points as well. And, uh, like Jeff skin Wade said, he had an eight Oh run himself. <laughs> he played insane tonight. Defense steals, like getting into the passing lane. Like, I mean, he ran out of bounds one time got the ball back. Like take some notes, Dennis. Yeah. All the people is like, well, should we bring back Devin? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. You're going to get That's- one of these games. Every like 10 games, you're going to get one of these games like this where you need it. Exactly. Um, with those two playing so well, Dennis getting, you know, mild-mannered minutes. No Jalen Brunson tonight. DNPCD. Like didn't even didn't even bring him in. Curious. Uh there's a there is a world in which it's kind of weird. Like you can look at it two two different angles of saying, "Hey, this is kind of weird because West set out and Dennis was hurt and his wrist injury prevented him from being able to shoot threes." And and <laughs> that fact that Brunson didn't play because of that. Then you look at it too and say, okay, well, Devin and JJ, if they're healthy, is he ever going to get consistent minutes off the bench with them? And that's the, I don't think he, I don't, as as long as JJ and Devin are healthy and they're playing, you know, average or a little above average, then I don't think Brunson's going to have that 
that big of a role with the team. Ever so often, they might try to rest some people. But Right at the draft, too, we were like, oh, he's going to play in the G League. He's not going to make the roster. And then, like, as the Mavs started talking about him more and as, you know, they played Summer League and all these things, the Mavs had him in training camp. And we were like, oh, he's, like, not just going to make the roster. He's, like, you know, he's never going to go down to the G League. He's going to stay up with the team. And, yeah. uh, and so now we're at the point where we're like, man, why can't we get him like solid rotation minutes? So maybe maybe pump the brakes a little on that. <laughs> maybe we're like, hey, yes. let's just be happy with him being on the team. He's going to get spot minutes. He is uh, not Daryl Macon. <laughs> somebody on Mavs Reddit today said that when uh, all the injury news came down, when it was like Dennis is questionable, JJ is questionable, Dwight is questionable, it was like we could really use Daryl Macon as a point guard today in the game. I was like, all right. Mm. All right, bud. <laughs> so uh so yeah he's been balling out i will say that but in the g league but also jonathan motley had 33 and 10 the other night and uh we know how that turned out in the nba so <laughs> i want to i, I want to give a small shout out to in the the stat line this is one of the classic stat line things dorian finney smith played 32 minutes tonight he yeah. only had five points and four rebounds and he didn't have any spectacular plays. He didn't have any of that stuff. So when you look at it and you're like, oh, man, he just had five points, four rebounds, blah, blah, blah. In 32 minutes, he was third on the team in plus minus. He was a plus eight, the highest of all the starters. Um, just behind, you know, J.J. Barea and Salah were both plus nine. So he's right behind them for the highest plus minus on the night. It's, it's just a, another small example of he does a lot of things on the court that you might not see in a stat line. And he, yeah, it's just another. When Dorian Finney Smith plays more than 20 minutes, the Mavericks are 8 and 5. When he plays less than 20 minutes, they are, they are 0 and 4. Wow. Hmm. Play, play us some Dorian Finney Smith. He does other stuff on the basketball court. That's, it's what you want. We do need some Dodo. We need more Luca, Dodo. Luca, I feel like th- this is actually a pretty crazy pod because we haven't talked about it. And we're 25 really minutes well. in and we haven't mentioned Luca Doncic <laughs> one. Uh, except for his fouls. That, this stuff. Okay, well, we only have five minutes left. There's two more things I want to get to before a 30-minute mark. All right, well, then I just don't get to talk the rest of the podcast. <laughs> well, my, well, one of them's like fairly quick. I don't, that can be at the very end. Do you want to talk about the Dirk thing? Oh, yeah, Dirk gets the key to the city. And uh, afterwards, afterwards, I tweeted this, and uh, Fox Sports Southwest posted it. They said, uh, Skin asked him, do you think that do you have any desire to win knowing that Dirk was given the key to the city tonight? And Devin said, no, that only makes him more obnoxious than he already is. <laughs> <laughs> talking about Dirk being more obnoxious with the key. Anyway, all right. Class, yeah, that's classic the, we've daddy. talked about Dirk. All right, continue. <laughs> no, well, just that that was one of the things that we got four you know, minutes. The, you got to give two your points. <laughs> the mayor of Dallas. Do you have anything else about this game? Because these two points don't. One, the last one doesn't have anything to do with this. Okay, game. no, 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 nothing else. Okay, so you know the whole Dirk thing. Dirk actually talked to the media before the game. The big takeaway from that is he's shooting for December. Uh, things are going well. Uh, he they kept he dropping hints about him coming soon. Like even at the end, follow. I was like, and we could see Dirk in the near future. Like, all right. Remember follow. when we were on this podcast and we we're saying there's no way he's gonna play opening night. Whenever there was a lot of people saying, oh, they're hoping they're shooting for opening night. We're yeah, like, yeah. Uh, no, that ain't happening. The Mavs <laughs> are really bad at projecting when their players are gonna come back. <laughs> AKA Seth Curry. Like, really but bad. um, yeah, they present Dirk with this key, um. At halftime, all this stuff. You know, Dirk is awesome, but he grabs the mic and was like, it's about time I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Underwhelmingly small key. (laughs) Super small key. You expect it to be like a giant key. It's not. Well, then they actually had three high schoolers on the court that brought out a massive key and were like, hey, we we made this key. Oh, I missed that one. 
and all this stuff. And it was just like, it looked like cardboard or something, but, um, <laughs> spray painted gold, but you know, it was a, it was a cool moment, cool. any moment to really honor Dirk and stuff with all of that is fun. Jessica and Wade told a funny story that was inside the locker room. The skin was in the locker room and this is a, a not really chilling, but it's just an, it's a symbolism of everything. He said Dirk was about to go out after or after the halftime, I guess, speech or something. They're in the locker room. Dirk puts on his jacket at his locker. And he's like, all right, let's go get this key. And Skin, <laughs> and Skin said he's like walking out and Luca's at his locker. And he says, Luca looks up at Dirk. And Skin says that Dirk looks at Luca and says, you'll get one of these in 20 years. And he wow. walks out. And that was like, wow, I shed a single tear. My heart grew three times, three times its size skin. Thank you so much for that inside knowledge. That was a a cool moment uh, for fans. And Luca looked up from playing Fortnite on his iPhone and was, (laughs) he's like key for me uh, for more V bucks. (laughs) Keys to the game. Key for my Jaguar. (laughs) Key, Key for my Jaguar. Uh, do you have any other thing else? Anything else about this game? Well, we got a minute and a half. What are we going to talk about? No, I have something. No, okay. Give your other thing then. <laughs> do you want any part of Markel Fultz in Dallas? No, none. What? He's going to sue the team. Oh, no. Get out of here. Sign me up all day. No, they're talking about his attorney coming out. I don't care. No, no sign, not sign about me up that. all day. Sign me up all day. Not about that. Where are you going to play him? We just talked about. I'd rather I would rather play Jalen Brunson more minutes than Markel Fultz. Listen, Markel Fultz needs a stable situation. Markel Fultz is playing hot potato on the free throw line before he takes shots with himself. Get that you wouldn't you wouldn't take a chance on a twenty year old number one overall pick and not only number one overall pick, but it's not like you can make the same case about Anthony Bennett. No, it's not Anthony Bennett. There wasn't a single person that had him number one on their draft board outside of Dan Gilbert. Literally the only Fultz, person. Markel Fultz was number one on everyone's draft board for the most part. He had like right. I mean, we're only two years removed from that. I would take that chance in a heartbeat. You know whose salaries match up kind of with that? Was well, he's like eight million right now, right? Dwight Powell. They don't need. To, I guess they would need a Dwight Powell too. They kind of. I'm not saying I, you know, whatever with that, but I'm just they if you had Dwight a Powell to play Amir Johnson's minutes, if you had a if you if any team in the league, the, the, here's the thing: I don't think Fultz needs to go to somewhere like Orlando or Atlanta. Like I don't think you, I don't think he needs to get like a Trey Young thing and say, "Hey, go get me 30 shots." Don't let that alarm go off. It just and, did. It literally just went off. Oh, I don't think he needs like all this stuff. I think he needs to go to a situation to a team that's not going to. <laughs> Like put a focus point on him and let him really figure out his crap. A the timing thing is not my fault. We're at thirty minutes. You can go a few minutes afterwards. So you're saying there's no way? <laughs> Let's say they bought him out and he could pick and he chose Dallas. You saying you wouldn't sign him? No, uh, at that point, yeah, you'd take him. Okay. Yeah. So at that there, point, I so mean, you would take him, but there is a very minimal cost. Is there anyone on the Mavericks roster right now? I would take, him, right I would take him in the summer. I wouldn't take him this year. Like. Oh, season. I would still take it. I would jump all over that. I'm off the Fultz. I'm off the Fultz. Okay. Brunson, if they said Brunson for Fultz straight up, you would say no. Oh, my gosh. Don't do this to me. Um. Yeah, Brunson can shoot right now. That's true. Yeah, I I, mean, I, I see both of those arguments because we both like Brunson a lot. 
and the Mavericks love Brunson. This, I'm just this saying, bold can, story is going to go down as one of the weirdest things in sports history. I, yeah, I already think it's one of the weirdest. I mean, yeah, it probably ever. already is, but it, it, I mean, I, I just can't see it ending well. He's going. Just, to, he's just, going to a specialist. Like, he's talking about his his agent like he's an attorney now. I mean. I feel I don't know, I feel kind of bad for him. Like, oh, know, I feel totally bad for him. I don't. And you know what? I want to know if the there's a definitive story that ever comes out on him. I want to know the role that social media played in this. The role of the I Twitter know, videos. I want, to, and, I want to know what the role Chick Fil A played in all of this is. You, you know, you're an accomplice in all this. He all got the clips. he got all excited to go to to Philadelphia because they had Chick Fil A there. And uh, what happened? What happened, Chick Fil A? When he went to your restaurants, what did he say? What did he say? Did he vote a certain way and you guys just decided to change it up, mess with him, put something in his chicken? I love Chick-fil-A. <laughs> anyway, continue. I do too. That's the only thing. I, 20 years old, I think uh, I would take a chance on him, but I think it should be a team that is established and has a well-ran franchise and maybe even a playoff team to where he is not a focal story at all. Philly, like, that's just where... See, I would just rather throw him on the Magic. Like, throw him on a team like the World of Magic right now in the playoff hunt, but... But he's got crap going on. He's got to have time to figure the crap out. Even if you're a team like Dallas and you sign up for him and you say, you know what, you're not going to play for the next, like, four months. We're going to figure you out. And, like, in You'd have to have a really good player development, and I don't know if the Mavericks have that. Ooh, I don't know. How do they not? We just took undrafted players. Dorian Finney-Smith is like awesome right now. There's a difference between taking undrafted players and having players in your in your organization that have grown up and actually developed. These are play. These are undrafted JJ players. JJ Bray is awesome. These undrafted players are more an indictment on the scouting than they are on the player development. Because these I players are these I players are undervalued team. and they're coming in and they're playing well right off the bat. Like Dorian Finney-Smith, Maxi, we saw them right off the bat come in and play well. And it's not like they're turning into yeah, like, Dorian's night and day different now than he was when he first came in. Okay, you got one guy. JJ how, Barea. How many how many rookies and how many players am I gonna bring up that they just like did not? Oh, I get it. Yeah. Forever Dorian, you have a Jerry Cunningham. But still, like they Justin J- Anderson. But JJ Barea and like I mean if Maxi works out, like these I think it's a hand to hand. I think it's scouting and player development, but I think it's more the scouting than the player development. A number a consensus number one overall pick that's twenty years old. That's two years away from, or two years out from being a number one overall pick. I would gladly throw a small flyer at him and say, "We'll take the chance." Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts in there. Okay, real quick. Oh my gosh! No, no, no. David, it's the same this thing. is not it's, my fault. I... It's the same thing. <laughs> okay. If if Fultz came to Dallas and complete and turned into the player you thought he was, would he be a great fit next? Oh, week? perfect. But but we expected him to be a forty percent shooter, like three point shooter. Uh, yeah, if if he came to Dallas and turned into what he was at Washington coming out like that, would he be perfect next to Yeah, because if the Mavericks only won nine games, then they'd get a top five pick. Oh, here we go. I'm not saying he would play off the <laughs> Go eat some turkey, Nick. Because <laughs> the, the Washington, Washington only won nine games when, he, when Fultz played. <laughs> get out of here. Let's be super corny. Guys, we are super thankful for you guys. Honestly, we are. The downloads are amazing. Like we said the other day, we broke a record for the most downloads. I wonder how well today's going to do. I doubt it's going to do that well, but uh, we're, it's, we're putting it out there for all you guys overseas and uh, international listeners. And, and some people that just like don't Kyrie fu- Irving. Pe- some, <laughs> some people like Kyrie that have Shout out to Kyrie listing. Apparently, Kyrie celebrated uh, Thanksgiving 2011, but he does not anymore. <laughs> 
Because there's a tweet. Happy Thanksgiving, y'all, from Kyrie Irving in 2000. What happened for him not to celebrate? He discovered his he discovered his Native American roots. That's that's the leading theory right now on Twitter. Uh, he probably hung out with LeBron and then it ruined it. LeBron ruined Thanksgiving for. LeBron ruins Thanksgiving for local man. <laughs> LeBron probably showed up at his house and was like, "No, I'm saying the blessing, kid. Sit down, kid." <laughs> oh man, I'm thankful for Mavericks wins, and uh, we over the next six days only one Mavericks game. Yeah, that's we're wild. Some, uh, we're gonna have to come up with some, some. Yeah, we're gonna have to come up with some weird things. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, those usually end up being good podcasts. So, all right, guys. Thank you for uh, listening to Lockdown Mavericks. Thank you for for joining us as always. And uh, have a great day. Eat some stuff. Or if you've already eaten stuff, eat some more stuff. That's what the day is about. Watch some football today. Take a good nap. Spend time with family. Think about everything you're thankful for. Tell your loved ones that you love them. Because you'll never know if you might not see them again. Exactly. That was a very morbid thought to end the podcast with. (laughs) Gosh, now we're now we're deep. Luca scored twenty points again tonight. How about that? Nine boards. Let's go. Four assists. Two steals. Let's go. Nine of eleven for the free throw line, and he wanted to take the free throws at the end of the game. And when there was an off ball foul that the Mavericks got to pick one player who wanted to to take the free throw, Luca raised his hand and was like, "I want to hit them." And he went out and he missed, but it's okay. He still wanted to take them, and it's important. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. We're thankful for Luka Doncic. Peace out. Boom. Sorry, dude.